Good afternoon, and welcome to today's employer advisory session on communications innovations for open enrollment. My name is Heather Rabinowitz, and I'm the national practice leader of member engagement and communications here at One Digital. And I'm so pleased to be joined by Carrie Bartlett, senior client executive at One Digital. Before we get started, I wanted to highlight a few housekeeping items as it relates to the webinar platform. You have the ability to take full control of your console. Each of the different engagement tools, like our video and the PowerPoint slides, for example, are resizable and movable. You can use the controls to minimize or maximize a panel, and you can drag the bottom right-hand corner to resize a panel. You can click the little icon to download resources, like the slide deck from today's presentation, along with the toolkit we'll discuss at the end of this presentation. And you can also bookmark helpful links in this section too. Finally, if you have a question during this presentation, simply click the question icon to submit that to our team. And we're gonna address some of the questions at the end. Should you have any tech issues, you can click the tech icon for help as well. So without further ado, let's jump into the presentation. Today's session will kick off with a focus on why benefits, communications, innovations even matter. And we'll jump into addressing some essential communication strategies that can and should be applied in any communication campaign, but certainly in today's environment. We'll then take a look at some different stages of communications initiatives and help you determine which bucket you might currently fall into and how you can advance to the next bucket. We'll then review some specific examples of virtual open enrollment events that you can host for your employees this upcoming renewal. And we'll wrap up the presentation with some tips and tricks to get benefits communications to stick beyond just open enrollment. So we've got a full agenda for sure, but we plan to have some time at the end, as I mentioned, to address some of your questions as well. So we are assuming that everyone joining us today understands both the importance and value of benefits communications. Otherwise, you wouldn't have taken the time to devote to this topic with us today. But I still want to provide some framework as to why we feel this topic is so important, especially given the unique landscape that we're currently living in. The bottom line is that benefits communication increases benefits perception and helps employees understand the value of their programs. Higher levels of benefit satisfaction lead to increased employee engagement. And increased engagement, as we all know, leads to higher employee productivity, healthier lifestyles, better customer service, lower absenteeism, and basically, world peace. Engagement is such a buzzword these days, and it's quite loaded and often tough to pinpoint. But we do know it plays a huge role in the success of your organization. And we do know that benefits communication is a critical component of engagement. So that's why we're here today, to empower you to step up your benefits communication game for the overall benefit of your organization. Employee benefits benefit everyone. Now, we would be remiss to ignore the impact of the pandemic on benefits communication. Employers face plenty of communication challenges and even a normal environment. 
but with the arrival and penetration of COVID-19, you've been thrown the curveball of your career. For one, we're in a time of information overload, both in the workplace, but also in our personal lives. Your benefits communications are competing with breaking news and family emergencies and viral videos. And unless they're created and deployed in a way that catches the attention of your team, they'll be buried away, never to be seen or read. And secondly, with our remote workforces or our social distancing workforces that may be back in the office, we can't just corral everyone in a conference room for in-person communications. You've got employees in all different locations and accommodating different schedules. So it's more difficult than ever just to reach your people. But the impacts of the pandemic also create a unique challenge and that benefits are more important than ever before. Your team needs to know what coverage they have, how much it's costing them, and how to use it. And their needs may have drastically changed since when they enrolled even just a few months ago and today. In fact, a recent survey found that 69% of workers claimed this was the most stressful time in their entire professional career, including those who experienced major events like September 11th or the 2008 Great Recession. So open enrollment, which is the most visible opportunity you have to communicate benefits information and options, is really going to be a critical opportunity to take care of this year. But before we get to open enrollment, there are some essential communication strategies that pertain to truly any benefits communication campaign. And we felt it was important to remind you of these OG, as we'd like to call them, tactics. So I'll turn it over to Carrie. Thanks, Heather. You know, we're really encouraging the employers that we work with to view COVID-19 as an opportunity, as crazy as that sounds. It's a good way to hit the reset button and think about how you can approach your communication strategies going forward with a fresh set of eyes and with a mindset of integrating technology even more into your approach for benefits and overall communication with your employees. You know, benefits education has changed a lot over the last few years. Historically, open enrollment was the time that many of you thought about as the main time to educate your employees about their benefits. But today, especially as the result of the COVID-19 pandemic, it has highlighted the need for better communication strategies for your employees. It's a good idea to start with the basics and get them mastered. And remember, you can apply these principles to all of your employee communications, not just those related to benefits. So we picked our top three to dig into a little more today. Keep it simple, make it fun, communicate to life stages, and use a multi-channel approach. You know all those carrier booklets and handouts that you've used in the past. You know the ones you get from each vendor that you work with. Well, there's a special place for them, the recycle bin. Here are some tips on how you can keep it simple and make something like employee benefits fun. Well, at least more fun for your employees that aren't benefit nerds like us. Think of all your communications to employees as a marketing effort. What does marketing do well? They make information easy to digest. 
you need to translate the benefit communications into bite-sized pieces for employees. Take some time before open enrollment begins to sift through that condensed information and take it to just the core messages that employees need. You can provide the detailed backup on your intranet if you need it, but for mass communication, short and simple is best. Don't forget to write like you speak. How many employees tell you that they just don't understand insurance and it's like a foreign language to them? All of them, right? Your, empl your employees don't want to be educated on insurance terms. Break down your message into basic English and avoid the temptation to use any benefits jargon. It's much more pleasant to write the way you speak. And if you do, there's a better chance that your employees will understand what you're talking about. Use the word you. So as an example, instead of saying individual and spouse buy-up options are available for voluntary life. Say something like, the company will buy you life insurance. If you want, you can purchase extra life insurance for you and your family. Easy peasy, right? Use easy calls to action. Y'all, decision fatigue is a real thing in everyone's day-to-day -day life. It's especially real for employees when it comes to making decisions about benefits. Think about using a platform like Amazon. How easy is it for us to just click a button and have something show up on our doorstep? This expectation for ease of use isn't just at home now, it's transitioned into the workforce as well. Make it clear what you want employees to do. Do you want them to visit uh, the open enrollment page or watch a short video? Make it easy for them. And then lastly, answer what's in it for me. Employees want to know what, what's in it for me. The more you can do to educate employees on why a benefit is important and how it's going to help them will make your employees appreciate your benefit packages, which takes us to our next strategy. Communicate to life stages. So how can you do this? First, I would highly recommend conducting a demographic analysis of your employee population. If you need help with that, your One Digital Consulting team can provide this for you and help you understand. It's going to break out generations, genders, family members covered, where they live, and more. And this input is going to help you navigate how you communicate about benefits and how you communicate to your employees in general. For example, if you have 75% millennials in your employee group, you might focus more on what's important to, your, to their life stage while communication methods that speak to them. Let's use retirement planning as an example. Since employees are really looking to employers to help them more than ever with their financial education. When you're thinking about the generations, you might, for Gen Z, share a video with some basic information about what they can do to save for retirement or 401ks. For millennials, you want to continue that education with short videos, but maybe also set up an interactive tool that shows them how their money's going to grow and maybe what you're investing as an employer. For Gen X, Send over a text message and follow up with an email. Make sure they know about the 401k and HSA contributions that you make. For your baby boomers, you might send an email with a more detailed flyer on 401k retirement planning. The options are endless. It's important to note that we're all also individuals. So we may be part of a generation, but we can't put together a strategy that's just based on generational stereotypes. That's why I really like the blended approach of looking at life cycles and generations. One thing we do know is that across all generations, your employees are confused about their benefits.
Business Solver conducted a survey from 500,000 of their users across the 2019 open enrollment season. And it's clear, benefits are confusing to everyone. I thought this survey was really interesting because there's a wide gap between the most confused and the least confused in all of these groups. And so when you dig into the numbers, you're going to see some insights on what groups really are being affected by benefits confusion. A survey like this is going to provide you some ideas on where you can spend your efforts with your employee population, especially once you dig into your demographic analysis and know your employee population. Now let's talk about using a multi-channel approach to communicate to employees. There are lots of communication methods out there now, and if you're still just using paper enrollment guides, you've got a lot of room to grow. Going digital or enhancing your digital approach should be your number one strategy this year. And digital is more than just email. There's video, mobile apps, social media, texting, podcasts, webinars, interactive tools, and more. Digital just doesn't have to be complicated either. Even if it's just a video of your CEO kicking off open enrollment, that's a great start to implement. I also don't want to say print isn't needed. It can still be valuable, but be strategic about it. It can also be pricey. So if you're limited on your budget when it comes to open enrollment, make sure to take that into consideration. One idea is to send uh, a postcard with links, which is cheaper than a full packet of information mailed to everyone's homes. Another fun idea is you can actually send a digital postcard through one of our partners like Flipsnack. You can deliver the same benefits message, but also use a lot of different formats. So that's one great way that marketing uh, really is incorporated into open enrollment is repeat, repeat, repeat your messages so that it sinks in for employees. And don't forget to ask your employees for input. Ask them what they thought about open enrollment last year. How do they like to receive communication? I'm sure they'll be quick to share their thoughts. So take a moment and think about one new digital tool that you can use this year. Now I want you to get out a piece of paper and I want you to write it down. If you're feeling brave, type it in the chat box. I'm challenging all of you on our webinar today to pick one new digital channel and add it to your open enrollment experience this year. Now you might be wondering, Why should you care about all of this um, open enrollment and employee education and doing it well? Well, it's something that every employer can do right now, no matter who they are, and that's improve employee benefits literacy. And it's important because from an employer's perspective, studies have shown that employees with a low health literacy can cause the health plan to cost four times as much. Someone with low health literacy would cost the plan $13,000 compared to $3,000 as an example for someone with a higher literacy. For a self-insured plan, that adds up really quickly. So there's a huge financial impact to both sides of the equation. Employees really want guidance. Providing access to one-on-one support, whether it's as onboarding as a new hire or just during open enrollment, it's ideally year-round. Having access to benefit experts that employees can ask, not only general questions, but things that they may be embarrassed to ask HR about pertaining to the employee-specific situation can be really helpful. At the end of the day, you want employees to understand their benefits and appreciate them. As an employer, you're investing a lot of money into benefits. Employee satisfaction equals higher retention and engagement. 
Now, for most of you on this call, you've probably handled at least one, if not many, open enrollments. And you're gonna fall somewhere on this spectrum, or buckets, as Heather mentioned at the beginning of the call, that have approached open enrollment and general benefit communications in the past. Maybe you've used turnkey content. You're using insurance carrier materials, mostly paper, maybe in-person meetings. You've probably got limited staff to support open enrollment. Maybe you're a one-person shop in HR. And this is gonna be the lowest cost option where you probably don't have a huge budget. For those of you in this area, you have a lot of room to grow. So the next option is kind of in between. It's the in-house campaign. It's more of a hybrid approach where maybe you're using paper, but you've done some in-person meetings and also some online meetings. Maybe you use some tools like BrainShark or other videos and online enrollment. And then financially, maybe you've got a small budget. Then there are third-party vendors, and for those of you that are using a third-party vendor or are considering it, it might look like the in-house approach above, but supplemented with decision support tools like Alex by Jellyvision or Pickwell, a mobile app, or a full-blown marketing campaign. This is going to be the highest cost option, although it doesn't have to be overly expensive if you use the right tools and tricks. This should help set the stage for where you are today so you know where you might want to go this year and into the future. I'm going to pass it back to Heather to share more about how to move forward this year. Yeah, I think that's so helpful, Carrie. Thank you for setting that background. And now that Carrie has enlightened us on some of the core principles as it relates to all benefits, effective communications, and helped you determine what are practical next steps for where you are today, we want to turn the focus on our current situation. How on earth should employers be preparing to host open enrollment during a pandemic? Well, you're in luck because we've got some really creative solutions for you that will not only empower you to look like an HR superhero in pulling this off, but these solutions also come with 24-7 accessibility options to help you reach as many employees as possible at their convenience. And they also include detailed engagement metrics to measure participation and ultimately the success of these initiatives. But first, Let's recap what a traditional open enrollment might look like. Many of you have in-person meetings, and maybe you schedule a handful of sessions at each office, and you either have us lead the session, or you run the show, and you run an in-depth, hour-long benefits presentation. You might also offer up a webinar option for remote employees or those who are on the road. Pandemic aside, I would really challenge you to consider if these types of meetings are truly that effective anymore. And here's why. Our attention spans are getting shorter and shorter. The average attention span of a human is eight seconds. You know who has an attention span that's longer than ours? A goldfish. That's right, a fish. <laughs> now, that statistic has been a favorite of mine for some time now because it's so startling. But I have read recent articles that try and debunk that theory and claim our attention spans are really closer to 20 minutes. But still, that's a third of the length of most traditional presentations. So you can still be confident people are checking out way earlier than you had hoped. Studies also show that we are far more selective with what we give our attention to these days. So with this information, how can we possibly expect our employees to sit through hour-long sessions of benefit information when a large chunk of it is likely not even relevant to them? 
as Carrie mentioned earlier, it should be your mission to communicate to your employees what's in it for them. Because if it's not relevant or you're not saving me money, I could be better. I could be doing better things with my time. Additionally, and you'll have to ask yourself if you would agree this is true for your population, but a recent survey confirmed that over 80% of employees say that they don't even open their benefits guide, 80%. So we are really tasked here with taking traditionally long and boring presentations and benefits guides. You know the guides I'm talking about, those of you with 30-page Microsoft Word documents in size 10 font, and transforming them into engaging and snackable pieces of content that your employees are actually using. So here's how I would solve the problem. Work with us to create the standard open enrollment presentation, but do it on a recorded platform, whether through a tool called BrainShark or even through PowerPoint. This gives employees the ability to watch that presentation at their convenience, but also to fast forward through sections that may not apply, and they can share those important details with their significant other. Then transform your live meetings, especially in this virtual world, into a virtual benefits fair with dedicated booths for each vendor or benefit. Encourage your vendor reps to participate and ask them to spend their time reviewing tips and tricks and ways to make the most of the benefits, whether it's highlighting special programs like mail order or telemedicine or highlighting mental health benefits. This way, your employees can choose to attend specific sessions that are of interest or more applicable to their needs. And they can learn valuable consumerism tidbits to help them make better benefits decisions. A recent VSP survey found that over a third of employees cited annoyance or dread when they thought about open enrollment. And I would credit that to the long, boring, and tired open enrollment events of the past. So let's look at ideas of how we can turn up the fun. Now, as we walk through each of these event options, there were several considerations that I wanted to be sure were included in each of the solutions to really make it a successful and viable option for you. First, the event can't just be hosted on one day during a few hours. There has to be a recorded option to review later, or the whole experience itself needs to be accessible 24-7 online or via a clickable link. Having just one opportunity to join an event can severely suppress participation. Next, we really would want these virtual events to be just as easy to walk in as a live benefits experience. So don't require an employee to download an app or pre-register because again, any hurdles in accessing the event can have negative impacts on overall participation. Further, the event should be simple to navigate and easy to understand. These virtual experiences shouldn't have to come with a whole manual to learn how to use the platform. And it should be intuitive on how to get what we need and the details we want. We certainly want employees to be able to easily share the experience itself or at least the information with their family members. Is our dependents often play a large role in our benefits decisions? So shareable links or downloadable content is key rather than imposing single sign-on or unique login credentials. 
Carrie touched on this earlier, or earlier, but statistics around video engagement are eye-opening. So any event that can incorporate either live or animated video is also a plus. As studies show, we as humans love to digest information in this format. There also has to be a way to learn more or ask questions, whether that's a live chat function or a submit question button, or even if you plan to host virtual office hours. And lastly, we have to be able to track engagement. Without metrics, there's really no way to determine the success of our initiatives. And this is often overlooked in open enrollment campaigns and strategies. Analytics are a huge perk of virtual events, as these technologies often include tools that can track not only attendance, but also often the length of time an employee spends at a booth, what content they're downloading, what videos they click to watch, and more. So as we look through the event ideas on the next few slides, keep these considerations in mind as they have all been accounted for. So the first concept takes advantage of a technology that many of you likely have an existing relationship with. Your regular old video conferencing software like Zoom, GoToMeeting, WebEx, among others. This solution still offers that live experience where you can see each other's faces and interact, but we've come up with an agenda and some design ideas to elevate it from a standard webinar. So share an agenda in advance with your team so they can plan to visit the booth or breakout sessions that are most relevant and interesting to them. And of course, plan to record the event for employees to review and access at a later time too. I would encourage you to come up with a theme for the event and change your virtual background accordingly or invite your employees to dress up to match the theme. Invite vendor partners to attend and consider giving out raffles to anyone who participates or use the live poll or chat feature to quiz your workforce and offer prizes that way. The goal is to really make these events fun, interactive, and something other than a long, boring presentation. Our next virtual benefits fair idea uses a solution called BrainShark, and it allows us to create a pre-packaged experience that your employees can visit and learn from at their convenience on a 24-7 basis. The final fair is shared via a link that can be viewed on both a computer or mobile device, and it uses that same setup of creating vendor booths or breakout sessions to make this experience personal and relevant for your employees. You can incorporate videos and upload attachments and include a quiz or survey to collect feedback on what employees might like to learn more about or what they found most useful about this virtual fair. At the end of open enrollment, we can pull a detailed engagement report for you to see how many of your employees are interacting with this resource, which booths they're visiting and spending the most time in. And we can pull the question or survey results as well. Here's another fun video of a virtual fair. We've created digital vendor booths that your employees can click to visit where they can watch welcome videos from their carrier reps or educational videos on specific benefits. They can download important documents and navigate through the experience at their convenience, again, on that 24 seven basis. This option gives employees the feeling of being at an actual fair 
where they enter through the lobby and visit each of the booths. So it certainly has more of a human element to it. Now, in any of these virtual fairs, be sure to include your wellness program and vendor in challenges or retirement programs as booths or breakout sessions, as these are just as valuable as your core healthcare benefits. And similar to the last fair idea we looked at, we can pull engagement metrics post-open enrollment for you to see that activity level and the most popular vendor boost with your team. The next virtual fair option that we wanted to share today is through a vendor called Airbo. Now, you may recognize the name as they support employers with year-round engaging benefits communications through their online platform but they've also rolled out a specific virtual benefits fair offering that can be purchased a la carte from their standard product. This fair organizes your vendor boosts or topics into what they call tiles that employees can click to open and learn more. They can watch videos, download materials, and even submit questions if needed. This option also includes the most robust reporting and engagement data for you to review post the experience to help determine how effective and meaningful the experience was for your team. Now this fair can be sent via a simple link or there's an option for you to upload a spreadsheet of emails and even cell phone numbers if you'd like to proactively share this fair via both email and text message. And finally, while this is not a virtual fair and rather a digital enrollment experience, as Carrie touched on earlier, we would be remiss to not point out how valuable partnering with a decision support vendor like Jellyvision or Pickwell can be for your team. These vendors offer interactive financial and benefit guidance that helps your employees make smarter, wallet-friendlier choices about their health plans retirement, and tax savings accounts. And it helps employers just like you save money on premiums, payroll taxes, and more. The experience is shared via a link that's both computer and mobile device friendly. And it has tremendous impact on empowering your employees to feel confident in their benefit selections due to the detailed financial breakdown and estimated annual paycheck costs that they get. We can also share robust reporting about which plans were recommended the most, how many employees participated, and the tool will collect verbatim feedback from employees on whether they felt it was valuable or not. That same BSP survey I mentioned earlier found that only 10% of employees said they were confident in the benefits choices they made when enrollment was over, 10%. So these decision support tools help combat those planned decision challenges on your behalf. And they're a great way for you to handhold your employees in a social distancing world. Now, I think it's important to point out that no matter how amazing your open enrollment is, and no matter how creative or how powerful your open enrollment communication strategy was, your efforts can't stop here. I'm sure you've all heard the marketing technique called the rule of seven. Essentially, this principle states that on average, it takes someone hearing something about seven times before they actually retain it and digest it. So while at open enrollment, short-term memory is at play, and sure, we pick up tidbits and learn valuable information, but unless we're hearing that over and over and over again throughout the year, 
it will just as easily slip our minds. So the key to getting your benefits communications to stick and ultimately change behaviors is to develop an ongoing year-round communication strategy. Now, I've seen many of you firsthand after open enrollment, and you're ready for a three-month sabbatical after your plan effective date rolls around. So it's hard work, I know. And you're probably thinking, wait, 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 there's more work to be done. I don't get a nine-month break until next year's open enrollment. Unfortunately, for the sake of your employees and your key benefits initiatives, you can't take a break. But here's the good news. A year-round communication strategy can actually be quite simple. And we at One Digital want to make it even easier for you. So here are some ideas on how we can partner to create a meaningful and effective, yet simple and manageable ongoing communication strategy. First, plan in advance. Jot down a few of the tidbits from open enrollment that were most important and use those to craft your annual strategy. So here's a snapshot of what a super simple annual strategy could look like. We list the months and then list the topic you plan to educate on that month. You may want to tie in some of the national observances. For example, May is Mental Health Awareness Month. So plan to promote your EAP and mental health benefits and programs during this month. Or you may decide you want to heavily educate on a specific topic all year round, like high deductible health plans and HSAs. So you could focus on eligible HSA expenses one month, how to make contribution changes another month, promote your HSA self-service member website or mobile app another month, investment options another month, you get the idea. But the goal is to pick one simple topic a month and plan to communicate to your team about that goal as a reminder and to really reinforce making the most of their benefits. Now, maybe you're not sure what you wanna promote in your annual communication strategy. So why not survey your employees and find out what they wanna learn more about? Let them create the education campaign on your behalf. You can also get a pulse on how often they'd like to receive benefits communications and via what digital channels. That way, you know you are communicating in a way that aligns with their preferences. And as an added perk, there are plenty of other benefits of surveying and requesting feedback from your employees. Statistics prove that employees who are asked for feedback and asked to share their opinions on a regular basis reflect higher engagement in their jobs and programs. So this is your opportunity to let the voices of your team be heard and acknowledged. So once you've got your campaign and topics nailed down, it's time to execute on your plan. Now we've talked in detail already about using a multi-channel approach when communicating to your workforce. So just like during open enrollment, here's your opportunity to jump on that bandwagon. Leverage different technologies like animated videos, text messaging or push notifications, recorded presentations, and digital media or benefits portals. Continue to repeat the mantra, there is more than just email. There is more than just email. Also consider sharing simple one-page FAQ sheets with each month's digital educational piece. Remember that we really have to fight to make benefits communications effective because as soon as they become too long, 
too jargony or too difficult to access, your employees just simply won't make the effort to engage with them. And lastly, taking advantage of gamification can truly work to your advantage because the depths that people will go just to earn a $5 gift card or just to receive the prestigious honor of being the office winner is truly astonishing. So consider launching quizzes or challenges throughout the year and raffle off prizes or gift cards to those who participate or to the top winners. Pit employees against each other in a friendly competitive way to gain traction on your benefits initiatives because it works. One of the strategies we've supported a client with was adding a call to action at the end of the monthly animated videos we created for them. So for example, we shared a video about some of the more unique or unknown qualified HSA expenses. Most people know that you can use your HSA for doctor or dental visits, prescriptions, glasses, but did you know you can use it on nursing supplies for new moms or first aid kits or sunscreen if it's a certain SPF? So at the end of the video, we challenged employees to share one new eligible expense they learned about it. And anyone who participated could be entered into a raffle to receive a bump in their employer HSA contribution that next month. So be creative and think through how you can really entice your employees to pay attention by dangling rewards and using gamification. So I'll turn it back over to Carrie now. Thanks, Heather. You know, before we wrap it up, I wanted to point out that we've created a takeaway virtual open enrollment kit that you can download as a reference and a resource as you begin your planning. The front page is a really helpful scorecard that basically takes a pulse check as to where your organization currently stands to give you an idea of what the next best steps for you might be. The second page highlights a variety of different digital communications that you may wanna consider as you plan your multi-channel approach. Because remember, digital does not mean just email. You've got lots of room to be creative. And finally, we've put together a sample timeline to support you in thinking through when to start preparing and communicating in advance of open enrollment. It also highlights some important post-event actions that we would encourage you to make time for. We hope you find these helpful. And of course, you can always reach out to your dedicated One Digital team as well for additional strategic guidance and support. And I think that's really the important key is don't feel like it has to all be on you as the employer. Embrace your One Digital team, embrace the vendors and carriers that you work with so that you can really maximize your approach and not feel like it all falls on you. So let's talk about some Q&As that we've gotten in the session today. Heather, I'm going to ask you this one. Uh, a large chunk of my employees don't have access to computers, or maybe they're not sitting at their desk all day. So what solutions would be best for employers like that? That's a great question. I'm glad you asked that. Because quite naturally, when we think digital, we likely think websites and online and computers. But several of the solutions we reviewed today, including BrainShark, FlipSnap, and Airbo virtual benefits fairs, along with decision support tools, allow employees to experience the event on a mobile device as well. Digital postcards and text messaging would also be great 
great communication channels for you to explore. So there's certainly a lot of options, regardless of if you have a chunk of people that just aren't sitting in front of the computer. You know, I mentioned the Amazon experience, and that's something that you can also take into consideration, too, is um, making sure anything that you're sending out is mobile friendly, because so many employees use their mobile devices now to look at information. Um, I was recently on a website the other day that hadn't been optimized for mobile viewing, and it was really hard to engage, and I ended up clicking off and looking um, somewhere else for the information that I needed. And I think that's important to remember for employees because they're kind of experiencing that same thing. If you make it too hard for them, they're not going to engage. So another question that we got, um, and I'll take this one, is what should we communicate about some of the new COVID legislation that's happened either at open enrollment or throughout the year? And so I would say uh, no matter what your renewal date is right now is a great time to remind employees about some of the recent legislation that's really created opportunities for them to adjust their pre-tax accounts. So we're talking about the healthcare flexible spending accounts or the health saving accounts that you may provide to employees. So I'll give you some examples. Um, right now, employees can make contributions for 2019 uh, into their HSA through July 15th of 2020. And so if they didn't maximize their HSA contribution in 2019, they can still actually contribute in that tax year and get those tax advantages. There are also uh, plans, um, your employees' plans for daycare or summer camps could have easily changed. We all know everyone's making adjustments right now. So just remind them that their dependent care flexible spending account, they can actually make adjustments to their payroll deductions if uh, they're signing up for a camp where they weren't expecting before or if they aren't signing up for the camps and need to make those adjustments. And lastly, this is a, a really um, interesting one. These are new benefits that went retroactively back in effect to January 1 of 2020, where over-the-counter medications are now qualified medical expenses under the FSA and HSA without a prescription. And menstrual products are now eligible for FSA and HSA reimbursement as well. So that's a big change um, for any uh, one that identifies as a female under your plan. That's an important thing to point out to them. You can do that now and reinforce it at open enrollment as well. Another thing that you might consider is also um, if your um, employer is eligible for some of the new FFCRA um, leave uh, laws, now is a good time to remind them about what they may have access to under the emergency paid sick leave, um, as well as the expanded FMLA benefits as well. All right, it looks like, um, Heather, I'll throw this one over to you. So um, what if I worry about my population isn't ready to go digital? What can I do to help ease them into this new landscape? Well, I totally feel where you're coming from as we support many clients in your same shoes. And, you know, apart from the fact that maybe you have an older generation that tends to shy away from some of these innovative technologies in general, maybe you're an HR team that really just prefers to help employees through the benefits questions and obstacles and have typically done that in in-person, face-to-face meetings. We've heard concerns from employers just like you that they don't want their employees to feel like they're being neglected or ignored 
by getting these technologies pushed on them. So what I would recommend in this scenario is deploying that employee survey to get a pulse on where your employees currently stand. In some cases, I think you'd be surprised to hear how older generations have really jumped on the technology bandwagon as a result of this pandemic. And they're getting more and more comfortable with this type of interaction. They're using it to FaceTime with their family and to really do everything in life these days. And in other cases, you might be surprised to learn that your employees really enjoy the flexibility and convenience of accessing these virtual solutions on a 24-7 basis. So certainly connect with your one digital consultant, and they'd be happy to help you craft a survey that will collect some of this data. And then you can design a personalized communication campaign and benefit event accordingly. But as we saw, there are still some events and solutions that allow you to have that face-to-face -face interaction um, and handhold your employees a little more than maybe just a link to a website. So explore those options. Yeah, and we've really encouraged a lot of digital um, communication today, but I also think, um, like you mentioned, Heather, that in-person um, approach, you may still need to do that with some of your employee population, and that's okay. I think looking at those different generations, different life stages like we talked about, also help you approach so that you can handhold the few that maybe need it, but also let the rest of your population embrace technology and use the tools that are available to them. Um, and I think it also engages the spouses that may be on, on the plan too, which is really important as you are looking at your benefits and helping them understand them as well. So those are some great questions. Um, we do want to thank you all so much for joining us today. We hope that we've been able to provide some actionable advice as you approach open enrollment and ongoing communications with your employees this year. Remember to reach out to your One Digital consulting team if you want some assistance in putting in place what you heard today. We hope that you all stay healthy and stay connected with your family, friends, and coworkers and we'll see you next time. Thank you all so much.